Today we're going to go into the Law of One, Session 76, second pass-through. Probably we'll complete the session reading. It was received February 3, 1982, after a break of, of three months since Session 75. <clears throat> Last time we ended in discussion of the Tarot given by Ra to the priests of Egypt and then later... Um, modified by addition of astrological data or systems uh, overlaid to the cards by uh, Sumerian influence. And Don asking very deeply, um, how do these archetypes, we're talking about 22 cards only, uh, <clears throat> of mind, then body, then spirit, uh, how are they related to thus the solar logos or sublogos? And how does that relate to uh, the archetypal roots of mind or racial, what I think is the racial mind, of, this is a portion of the deep mind, but particularly the racial mind of the human race in third density, in this planet, <clears throat> under this logos, how does that relate to the work done by other sublogoi or god creators of octaves, in other solar systems, with other third density groups, with their own deep mind um, archetypal configuration. And Ra's really saying each uh, sub-logos would make, their, would make modifications to the deep mind uh, of each, um, you know, in, in the parameters of light, or love light, intelligent energy, in their octave, as pertains to the mind, uh, the, the racial mind of 3D or the mind complex used by beings at the third density level in their particular octave of seven densities uh, or third density planets in their solar systems and uh, uh, nearby stars may be of the same or multiple solar logoi and uh, the groups that evolved out of third density then uh, from the same logos which may be on multiple 3D planets in multiple star systems or logoi, solar logoi that are similar in some fundamental ways that are of nearby star systems those, those races you know in third density but even in fourth and fifth may also be very similar because they emerged out of similar or the same um, deep mind, racial mind, archetype basis in their third density experience. <laughs> so it's it's cosmolo metaphysical cosmology as it pertains to the fashioning of 3D mind and multiple solar systems and um, multiple races that evolved out of kindred archetypal bases in the 3D racial mind on the multiple 3D planets in the multiple star systems. All right? So, but uh, to go further, just a couple of little points. Um, what What is the purpose of the focus on the archetypes? 76.8, Ra said, um, uh, the study of the roots of mind is a portion of the vivification of the mind complex. So we're talking about studying the archetypes, uh, which is which can support the work of initiation of mind, body, spirit, which can support which is the, is a portion of the adept path, 
or supports a portion of the adapt path, which leads to harvestability from third to fourth density positive by its use as um, a, a working of vivification or energization or uh, activation of mind complex. What does that mean? Well, in many ways, it's working on five, uh, fifth and sixth chakras. It's coordinated, I, it's, I coordinating fifth and sixth chakra activations. That's what it seems to me. And so, um, it's, uh, uh, Ross said, while this is, this study of the archetypes, study of the roots of mind, and I, what I'd say is a, a, an aspect of racial mind, uh, being a portion of the working of viv- vivification of mind complex, they go on, the, the thorough study of the portions of the roots of mind called archetypal is interesting and necessary, is an interesting and necessary portion of the process as a whole. And so one doesn't have to study the tarot. Uh, Rock said that one could also study astrology, astrological, and tree of life systems. Surely it's interesting. Um whether one studies any of those three or not, what is necessary is full vivification activation of my complex, obviously. And that is basically fourth, fifth, sixth chakra work mainly. And I would say focusing on five, six. Because it's really a coordination of the conscious mind or consciously available wisdom, fifth ray, with um, the uh, transpersonal seeing of reality um, in unity and a blending of um, conscious mind with deep mind that is associated with six chakra activation. And Ross said um, the the work is not simply a 76-9 um, to master the discipline of one of these studies of one of the three that Ross said mastered sufficiently, but the more important step is moving beyond written written word study and I would say moving beyond conscious mind thought form thinking to express in a unique fashion one's understanding of the archetypical mind, which really is to embody them, which really is to live or uh, demonstrate by one's life or in one's 3D physical you know, experience the the nature of such mind complex vivification that turning on of the mind <clears throat> or or coordination i'd say of mind and spirit or the wisdom um being able to know and then express the wisdom of these differentiations of racial mind which is bringing this portion of time space deep mind into space time meaning conscious mind, the potentiation of mind, of the conscious mind, by the knowing of the deep mind or racial mind archetypes, but the living them. Live live the vivification of mind, <clears throat> not simply play with concepts. And that's the greater work, Ra seems to imply. Then we go to the idea that closer logoi are closer in archetypes, and I explained that before, and again, not every star represents a solar logo. Some have not differentiated from galactic to solar or that system of a star system and the planets haven't differentiated out of the awareness of galactic logos to solar because planets haven't gone to second density in that system. 
um, but um, there is a tie-in to um, the the harmonics, the harmony uh, of um, nearby logoi and their respective fashioning or modifications of racial mind in third density for their octaves and various ET groups of the Confederation that work closely together because they may have evolved on multiple planets under one single logos or under a couple of logoi solar um, that um, who, whose modification of archetypal mind wasn't much different from each other. <laughs> it gets that complicated. Then, new material, 7611, Don goes on, then, since Ra evolved initially on Venus, Venus is of the same archetypical origin as that which we experience here, is it correct? Ra says is correct. What it means is, Ra, the Ra group in sixth density, evolving on Venus, wherever Venus came from, assuming it is part of the solar system, <laughs> or was created by the same solar logos, Ra is Ra in sixth density arose from the same uh, racial mind, deep roots, roots of mind, archetypical basis in third density as we are today on planet Earth under the same logos. So that's the connection. And I would say the same with the Pleiadians for sure. Uh, many people would view that the Pleiadians are 4D positive, I think so. Certainly the Meyer, Billy Meyer contact looks like 4D positive. A lot, and nothing more. But, you know, it's quite valuable if it's real, or the reality of it is valuable. I would say that the Pleiadian system is of the same logos too, and I would say Andromeda as well, the Andromedan system and Sirius. So, particularly Sirius. Andromedan might be outside, but uh, Pleiades and Sirius uh, uh, particularly are very critical to the evolution of souls in this on planet Earth. Um, the elder brothers of the uh, hierarchy of Earth, the positive hierarchy, not not any evil uh, New World Order black occult thing, but the real, <laughs> the real aeons uh, associated with planet Earth uh, and the Council of Saturn working under the one Heavenly Father of love and power and um, care. Uh, those... Um, that 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 hierarchy of um, you know those, those that care for the evolution of Earth are very closely related to a group of Pleiadian the Pleiadian logo the Pleiadian solar logos and the Syrian solar logos. So the solar logos, which may be all the same, you know, maybe one solar logos um, gave birth to the structuring of love light in the Syrian star system and the Pleiadian star system. Very possible. Going on, 7612, Don goes and says, but I'm assuming that the concepts of the Tarot and the magical concepts, Tree of Life, etc., were not in use by Ra. I suspect possibly some form of astrology was a previous Ra concept. This is just a guess, am I correct? And Ra answers, to express Ra's methods of study of the archetypical mind under the system of distortions which we enjoyed would be to skew your own judgment of that which is appropriate for the system of distortions forming the conditions in which you learn teach. Therefore, we must invoke the law of confusion. That's a pretty contorted answer. 
<clears throat> what they what they're saying they're addressing Don they're addressing uh, a question the question that seems not to be Don's question <laughs> um, Don seems to be asking was <clears throat> was did did what we call does what we call astrology come from Ra? Uh, some form of astrology was a previous Ra concept, meaning what's a Ra concept? You mean a teaching from Ra? Maybe that's what he's maybe that's what he's asking. He basically is pulled out you know the three systems of study of the archetypical mind: tarot, tree of life, and um, astrology. And he said he didn't believe that they're all used by Ra, meaning Ra didn't say that they used astrology and Tree of Life, but they said those are two other systems. Don seems to be asking, was astrology given by Ra, a previous Ra concept? Now you can say, does it, Ra interprets the question as, did you use astrology to study archetypical mind? And Ra, who probably used um, white sexual tantra in coordination with um, archetypical mind study. That's my view. Those are, I believe, what Ra means by their methods of study of our of archetypical mind under the system of distortions mean their social complex, <clears throat> which was super harmonious and um, intimate. The distortions they enjoyed, they don't want to talk about their methods of study of the archetypical mind. And again, I think that they use sexual tantra in association. But they didn't say whatever it was because they didn't want to excuse Don, Don's judgment of what he should be doing. Okay, so that's invoking the law of confusion. But I don't think Ra provided the astrological teaching to the Sumerians. Don is <clears throat> pulls out of that whole thing and um, got a little confused and said, I'm trying, I'm going to ask some questions now that may be a little off-center of what we're trying to do. I'm not sure because I'm trying to, with these questions, unscramble something that I consider to be very basic to what we're doing, but dot dot dot. Please forgive my lack of ability in questioning since this is a difficult concept for me. He's trying to pull everything together. And now we go into um, cosmology or seven density metaphysics and the, the metaphysics of soul progression up through the densities. So the question of 7613 is, could you give me an idea of the length of the first and second density that occurred for this planet, meaning Earth? How long? Ra said, there is no method of estimation of the time space before timelessness gave way in your first density to the beginnings of your time. The measurement would be vast, and yet this vastness is meaningless. Upon the entry into your constructed constructed space-time, your first density spanned a bridge of space-time and time-space of perhaps two billion of your years. Second density is more easily estimated and represents your longest density in terms of the span of space-time. We may estimate that time as approximately 4.6 billion years. These approximations are exceedingly rough due to the somewhat uneven development which is characteristic of creations which are built upon the foundation stone of free will. So, <clears throat> first density is in many ways a bridging from timelessness into time, a bridging of space-time and time-space, in which time-space uh, gives way to space-time. It's 
um, constructed space-time. So there's timelessness, which is associated with time-space, right? Ross said free in time and fixed in space. The, the experience, the relative time-space quality of experience in time-space, such as after death or out of body, is something like uh, fixity in space and free movement in time, Ross said. This experience of um, relative free movement or freedom in freedom of time is freedom of mind um, associated ultimately with timelessness. So first density timelessness moves to constructed space-time um, beginning temporality, the beginning of time. So there is the, the, the phase before time. Timelessness gave birth to time. Um, infinity gave birth to differentiation and finity. The one infinite creator, intelligent finity, uh, discerned the concept of finity. Finity is a concept. Uh, time and space is illusory. Uh, it is constructed. It is the, based on the concept of light, Ross said. Uh, the concept of light is basically the illusion of limits, Ross said. So this is called maya, or some the, the mayak maya of samsara, samsara, birth and death, arising, passing away, time, um, katama. You know <laughs> the 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 basis of dukkha is basically the ex the continual experience of arising, passing away. So anyway, first density. If we're talking about you know um, the bridging of timelessness to time to space time is about two billion years. Second density is more easy because we're, uh, there's a clear distinction between the phases or, or the two aspects of second density and up of space-time, time-space-time, and time-space. So there, there's sort of um, the emergence of space-time in first density. In second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth to some extent, there is distinction between uh, a incarnate form incarnate space-time and pre and post form incarnate time space. Okay, Those, that that distinction is clear in two through six when it isn't in one and seven, and so seventh density recapitulates first in that there instead of a construction of space time coming out of timelessness, there's a final departure out of space time into timelessness or the merger, the fusion of those two states in seventh density as the entity enters the logos, the law forever, 7D. Anyway, 2D was 4.6 billion years, the longest span of time in terms of the, the densities. Is this on all planets and all solar systems? Maybe, maybe. But you can see that the, likewise in terms of healing, the work of second chakra is a lot deeper than the work of, um, it takes a lot longer <clears throat> than, than the work of um, uh, first chakra is a little bit different. The, the the main working to get out of third density is very much associated with second chakra work. Uh, going on, uh, so it seems to me there's an interesting connection between the fact that second density seems to be the longest phase of planetary evolution, meaning the evolution of planets from first into seventh density. Planets evolve too. That's what's happening now. That's what dimensional shift's all about. Earth evolving into its fourth dimensional cycle. It's in, there's a link, I'd say, between second density being the longest 
in the seven-stage planetary evolution process, and the, um, the the difficulty or the 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 enormity or primacy of the work on second chakra, because guess who second chakra is related to? Well, two six, this chakra band of two six, and so the final work getting out of um, getting out of soul evolution actually is is exit from higher self is the achievement of atman and the departure of atman out of 6 into 7 and that's very much associated with the 2 6 chakra band and so the longest on the upward swing is second density um and the final working is a, a final fusion i'd say of total activation of 6 chakra 6 ray or full evolution through 6 density which is very much related to um, you know the ancient work of second chakra or second density uh, in the sense that like in Buddhism the last three the last three fetters right self-conceit ahamkara basically the fashioning of separative identity a false separate sense of self I am unity I am that I am that identity fashioning uh, ultimately has to give way to you know um, realization of totality beyond an identification process beyond the compulsion to identify or the cherishing of self and so the the eighth fetter goes to the ninth and the ending of restlessness goes to the tenth and the ending of avidya or ignorance and that's very much um, Atman's finishing of the work of selfhood that allows it to go to 7D and that's certainly related to second chakra the final um, the ending of second chakra that's done by the ending of um, the fashioning of separative um, selfhood in in late 6th density Don questions did you state that second density was 4.6 billion with a B is it correct it's correct so 4.6 billion then we have a third density that is, comparatively speaking, the twinkling of an eye, the snap of a finger in time compared to the others. Don's question 7615. Why does the third density cycle why does the third density cycle so extremely rapidly compared to first and second? Raw beautiful question, beautiful answer. Ra said the third density is a choice. So Ra said third density, purpose of three D is to learn the ways of love. Ra said the proper role for the entity in third density is to experience all things desired. Go for it. And then, however, <laughs> whatever desires um, would be harmful to self and other or infringing law of one, infringing free will, really, um, are better experienced in the mind. Then one can distill love light or the meaning by acceptance and understanding and forgiveness and balancing uh, and making better choices if uh, we found there's something wrong. That's the distillation of love light from experiencing the consequences of uh, experiencing all things desired, which is the work or the role of the entity in third density, which is the way of learning the ways of love, which is actually choice. And so, um, what about this choice? Uh, It's not only the choice of polarity or moral orientation. Don goes on, 76.16. Don says, third density then, it appears, is compared to the rest of the densities, all of them, nothing but a uniquely short period of what we consider to be time, and is then for the purpose of this choice. Is this correct? Ross said, this is precisely correct, meaning it's uniquely short time, 75,000 years, right? 1D is 2 billion, 2D is 4.6 billion, 
that's pretty long. 3D is 75,000. And uh, 4D, Ross said, um, is in the millions or something. We'll see further on. For the purpose of choice, Ross said, this is precisely correct. And Ra explains the metaphysics and says, the prelude to choice must encompass the laying of the foundation, the establishment of the illusion, and the viability of that which can be made spiritually viable. The remainder of the densities is continuous refining of the choice. This is also this also is greatly lengthened, as you would use the term. The choice is, as you put it, the work of a moment, but is the axis upon which the creation turns. How many channels talk like that? So, the prelude to choice is the establishment of first and second density parameters in planetary evolution. We're talking about um, planets that are evolving through the seven phases and here uh, on their way to the uh, support, the, the, the capacity to support second and third density life and then beyond. So second density being particularly mineral, plant, animal, third human, um, the prelude to choice is why first and second density take so long. Um, and that is a, a foundation laying, which is an establishment of the illusion, meaning the illusion of space-time, the illusion of limits, the illusion of first and second density, or materiality, the illusion of space-time as a whole, being not only um, a product of the veil in mind in third density, or the third density mind having this veil, one where incarnate in space-time, but this, the very parameters of the planetary environment itself, obviously which is the coalescence of timelessness into time, or space-time, which is the uh, coalescence or the activation of the four elements, earth, water, fire, air, of course. It's the substantiation of the four elemental tendencies into minerality, the, the mineral kingdom, into a rock planet. We're going from not even a rock planet to establishing a rock planet in first density. Then we have first density mineral life, or first second. Then we have second density plant and animal. And that's all the prelude to choice or establishment of the parameters of the, of the planetary illusion. And that establishes or helps with later viability of that which can be made spiritually viable, which is actually called mind. So body-mind is what is made spiritually viable. Um, it's the uh, spiritualization of illusion. <laughs> or the use of mind, use of mind using illusion to move out of illusion, then remainder of the densities, three through seven, or three through six really, is continuous refining of the choice, uh, and there's lots of time, and it's also greatly lengthened. So choice, which is really um, moral orientation, metaphysical polarization, moral orientation, metaphysical polarization, is the work of a moment. What do you want? Uh, what do you really, really want? Well, I want to be happy. Okay. How about, how, how are you going to do that? Do you want to work with others? Or do you not give a shit about others? <laughs> if you, you know, do you like win-win? Or do you like win-lose? Do you like cooperation or competition? Um, are you happy when, can you be happy when others are happy? And uh, would you like a world in which everybody's supporting each other? Or would you like to be king of the heap? Uh, and that's the choice. 
to some extent. That's moral orientation. But it's the axis upon which the creation turns. It's really the entity's experience of creation and dimensional progression from third up through seven and out of the octave. Don goes on. There's some good stuff here. Is this third density choice the same throughout all of the creation of which you are aware? Ross said, we are aware of creations in which third density is lengthier and more space-time is given to the choosing. However, the proportions remain the same. The dimensions all being somewhat etiolated and weakened by the logos to have a variant experience of the creator, this, this creation is seen by us to be quite vivid. And so we get to this word vivid again. Um, so there are octaves under various solar logoi in which third density space-time or the phase of solar evolution third density takes longer than 75,000 years. Therefore, more time, uh, as we measure time, is given to the choosing of uh, moral polarity or, or metaphysical polarity, moral polarization uh, orientation, more time. But the proportions, what? The proportions of the length of time for the planet going through seven phases of planetary evolution are the same. So when 3D is lengthier, I assume 1st and 2nd D and 4, 5, 6 D are also lengthier. Dimensions are all somewhat etiolated, means weakened by depriving of light. It's a term from botany. And as I said, it's the... Um, white bean sprouts in the Chinatown basement. Um, so that's my uh, <laughs> association of etiolation. It means that um, uh, there is, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the densities, are et the dimensions are etiolated or made weak. What does it mean to make weak without light? I thought that higher densities had more light. I think Ra means catalyst. The catalyst of higher densities was called etiolated before, meaning the experience is not very painful in higher dimensions, except for on the negative path, which is an aberration. But for 90% of the souls going on the positive path, higher dimensional life catalyst is not very rough, and uh, there is a um, there is a progressive um, etherealization or increasingly subtle and fine nature of experienced catalyst as souls go up through higher densities, meaning um, the experience of sixth density catalyst is very, very subtle, while the experience of third density catalyst is very, very rough and gross and coarse and difficult. Ross said, an adequate heaven and a more than adequate hell, 3D space-time on Earth, something like that. So higher dimensions, um, I believe it's, it's the intensity of catalyst is etiolated, and weakened, yet they are higher of higher density of light. So how do you say they're weakened? I think it's the catalyst being weakened by each solar logos, sub-logos, logoi, making variant experience of itself. Um, this creation, I think, means under this solar logos. Now, this solar logos may indeed be the solar logos under, um, under which we have Pleiadian soul evolution and Syrian soul evolution. Hey, hey. These three systems, Earth, Pleiades, and Sirius, may all be intimate in this local confederation because they, all, they are all the product or the fashioned modification, um, you know, 
love light light love parameters in their octaves in their solar systems by the same logos or solar logos maybe so and so um, the scheme seems to be the same in the galaxy for seven-dimensional progression in that third density is a shorter phase compared to others first and second second density sets the foundation in terms of planetary environment out of which the bodies of third density beings will be fashioned yeah and in which um, who, who in which environment um, third density souls will make that choice and then fourth fifth sixth density are much longer again so that that choice can be refined and perfected Don picks up on Ross phrase 7618 says I didn't understand what you meant by quote seen to you as being quite vivid what do you mean and Ross said this creation and I think he means this planet earth third density uh, under this solar logos of this solar system and probably many others this creation is somewhat more condensed by its logos than some other logoi have chosen thus each experience of the creator by the creator in this system of distortions is relatively speaking more bright or as we said vivid and that's the uh, power of this solar logos that I assume uh, is in charge of many other solar systems and and therefore evolving planetary groups and I would imagine that the Pleiadians and the Syrians are in in our family more condensed the creation meaning the parameters of uh, intelligent energy its own its own uh, internal metaphysical um, proportions and mathematics right sacred geometry the sacred metaphysical you know meta mathematics <laughs> of or physics the meta physics of the structure and nature of intelligent energy in this solar system and and the others of this logos are is called somewhat more condensed what does it mean condensed dense sure dense what densely packed with illusion <laughs> densely veiled maybe um, it's certainly um, a very tight focus and I think that's what we find in third density space-time here uh, we as as one clears the mind of uh, unnecessary thought and unnecessary emotionalism and unnecessary production of unneeded thought and feeling and sensation like through meditation um, one's awareness becomes very bright here this moment here very bright bright visually but very present <laughs> presence becomes anchored tightly to what we call present moment not that it's limited there or can't move but um, this present moment becomes quite vivid and I think that's what Ra means by condensing or brighter or more vivid it's a um, it, it's a very subtle um, intensity of focused presence awareness that one does become aware of when the background chatter is gone and body-mind are relatively in equanimity and one is present in the present moment more fully one sees um, the present moment is a is a luminous radiant um, focused experience in a certain way this is beyond thinking 
uh, or it, those 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 words are just appellations to um, uh, highly focused present moment or presence experience. It's hard to explain, <laughs> or it's hard to put into words. I think, but one can reflect on what does it mean about quite vivid. Um, one can experience that to some degree. 76.19, Don goes on, I'm assuming that on entering third density for this planet, disease did not exist in any form. Is it correct? Ross said it's incorrect. So he follows up and says, what disease? Or what was the form of disease? And why did this exist at the beginning of third density? Meaning what he's calling disease mechanism, which is um, our little friends, the viri and the bacteria and the various microbes and their communities, um, did exist at the beginning of third density before there was humanity or before there were human distortions uh, disease making. Ross said, firstly, that which you speak of as disease is a functional portion of the body complex, which offers the body complex the opportunity to cease viability. This is a desirable body complex function. Second portion of your of the answer has to do with second density other selves of a microscopic, as you would call it, size, in which have in some forms long existed and performed their service by aiding the physical body complex in its function of ceasing viability at the appropriate space-time. And um, Don ex- Ra explains the metaphysics behind disease, or what Don is calling disease, more fully at 7621, which is um, getting, which is getting right to the edge of the end of the session. But to explain 7620, before that fuller presentation of the next exchange, uh, first of all, in general, Ross seems to be saying in general, first of all, um, it's an essential function of body to, to have to be diseased or to get sick and to die. It, the body um, that has various functions uh, associated with growth and stable, uh, stability or homeostasis also has various functions or constituents that lead to uh, cessation, ending of viability, or the return of the body to the dirt, the breakdown of the um, compounded um, composite. The composition of body is decomposed. The de composition of the elements, um, you know, the, the molecules, I guess, and the fluids, the earth and water, and the earth water elements arrangement of molecules, atoms and molecules, becoming tissues and organs and, you know, the various systems of the body skeletal, muscular, neural, circulatory you know, transport systems of various type. Uh, that conf- that composition is decomposed by the function called disease. And that decomposing is essential because these bodies were not meant to last forever, you know. They're meant to last 900 years, ideally, in 3D physical. Um, it's desirable for that which is born to go out of existence or, or to decompose. And so that's, you know, that's just the way it is here <laughs> in third density. That's why Ra, uh, Gautama calls it um, the desire realm, 
desire is burning and it's associated with birth and death intrinsically birth and death is associated with arising and passing away uh, desire is a burning sense of deficiency and the longing to acquire and the acquisition and then the uh, consequences of acquisition which begin with um, satisfaction I'm happy I got what I wanted and goes on to you know a certain change of that where I no longer make a big deal out of what I acquired because I'm blocking, longing for something else. And that's the arising and passing away, and that's a kind of birth and death. And so <clears throat> it's right that that happens here. This is not heaven. This is earth. And so as body complex function, uh, disease and decomposition is desirable, necessary, valuable, natural, then you have those uh, little critters that help make that happen. Second density, other cells. Mm, you know, my life as a as a virus. Hey, hey, my life as a bacterium. Me and me and Staphylococcus or one of those guys. Uh, they're very my. They're small guys. Um, they've existed. Uh, they've long existed, meaning they've existed since the beginning of second density, <laughs> long before humans on Earth. There were mic. You know, uh, microscopic microorganisms obviously viruses bacteria fungal fellows you know all sorts of guys doing their thing and they perform their service by aiding the physical body in that function um, the desirable function of ceasing viability when the time is right so disease is not is is inbuilt to the function the nature and the function of the body complex and Don clarifies his question 7621 it says what I'm trying to understand is the difference between the plan of the logos for these second density entities and the generation of what I would guess to be a more or less runaway array of feedback to create various physical problems that act as catalysts in our present third density condition could you give me an indication of that of whether my thinking is anywhere near right on that his thinking is very um, very wise or subtle very subtle questioning What's the difference between, or what is the plan of the logos for second density entities that that are associated with ceasing via body complex ceasing viability or decomposition of the composed elements that make a body, and then um, the fact that humans, um, by their own distortions, create various physical problems for themselves that act as a catalyst. Uh, for their own early death or disease. So you've got the mechanism, and then you've got the utilization of the mechanism in association with the laws of karma, and the and a distorted use of mind by third density entities that make disease, or they don't make disease, but they, they um, um, allow proliferation of these microorganisms that are always in the body anyway. I mean, why is it that bodies decompose? because something turns off and uh, those that are in the body uh, grow and grow and eat down eat the body the little guys have a, have a dinner and uh, the body goes back to the dirt that's called decomposition the ending uh, you know the disarrangement of what had been composed and uh, there's um, the famous joke story of uh, the grave robbers of, Be of Beethoven or Bach you know this very famous story 
So the the uh, scoundrels at midnight in the graveyard are uh, looking looking for the the bones of uh, composer Bach. Well, you know, and they go and they they open the lid of the coffin. They dig, 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 and they open the lid, and there's dust and cobwebs, and there they see Herr Bach uh, busily erasing his work, and they say, Herr Bach, what are you doing? And he says, Shh, I'm decomposing. So you see, I had a sense of humor even in high school. So that's what <laughs> that's 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 a cute one. So, well then, um, how is it that human mind, by um, inefficient use of catalyst or creating distortions um, in mind by our speech and behavior and deep thought? Um, Unleash disease mechanisms that that uh, accelerate decomposition by you know bringing illness and or, uh, and and disease. Now Rob first says that about Carla, so he's Don's wondering is my thinking anywhere near right on it? It's not clear what his thinking was, but he's trying to ask about the association. Ross says this instrument's physical body complex is becoming more distorted towards pain. We shall therefore speak to the subject as our last full query of this working, and he Rob goes on, 7621, your query contains some internal confusion, which causes the answer to be perhaps more general than desired. We invite refinements of the query, and they go on. The Logos planned for entities of mind-body-spirit complex to gain experience until the amount of experience was sufficient for an incarnation. This varied only slightly from second density entities whose mind-body complexes existed for the purpose of experiencing growth and seeking consciousness. As the third density upon your planet proceeded, as has been discussed, the need for the physical body complex to cease became more rapidly approached due to intensified and more rapidly gained catalyst. This catalyst was not being properly assimilated. Therefore, shall we say, lifetimes needed to be shorter, that learning might continue to occur with the proper rhythm and increment. Thus, more and more opportunities have been offered, as your density has progressed for disease. May we ask if there are any or further brief queries before we close? Uh, and so before we close, um, let's look at this a bit. It's a very subtle, interesting answer. So the logos, meaning solar, sublogos, in planning, um, its refinements um, to the metaphysics of intelligent energy itself, as to the parameters of um, seven-dimensional existence, the seven dimensions, and the progression of mind-body-spirit complexes through the seven dimensions, starting with second density mind-body complexes. The plan for mind-body-spirit complex, meaning human level, 3D souls and up, to for gaining experience, why? Um, the, the plan is that, that human souls, third density souls and up, will gain experience until the amount of experience is considered sufficient for the incarnation. Now, this gaining of experience is the fashioning of experience. 
this fashioning of experience is going to be polarized sufficiently or not to get up and out through a density and harvest to the next. And so it's not just gaining experience for some quantitative uh, measure achievement, like let's have a certain amount of experience and then call it a day and get and die, but um, a sufficient amount of experience, uh, the sufficiency of the quantity of experience per incarnation, I believe is associated with the sufficiency of learning or polarization or development or working through old karma and moving forward uh, determined by higher self before an incarnation. But then there are also parameters for multiple incarnation, meaning um, not not individual, not unique to a higher self working its own, you know, transmission, <laughs> its own mind-body-spirit complex uh, emanation to help through the densities up to six again, but logoic structuring of a rhythm of incarnation, disincarnation, or experience in space-time versus time-space. The, um, the rhythm, a logoic rhythm to, at least in this case, 3D incarnative cycle, or the cycling of 3D incarnation, which is incarnation and then out of incarnation. So, you know, the, the, the universe is a pretty, pretty uh, highly structured place, you know. And uh, if, you, if you just follow human teachers, you just won't get um, the vast majority of reality that we're living amidst. And um, this is what Ra presents to us, is um, a hole in the curtain and a view from, um, you know, the messengers of the, of the Logos, a humble messenger of the Logos, um, revealing what's beyond the curtain, what's beyond the veil, what is in time, space, and of eternity. Uh, so the log not only is higher self working with mind, body, spirit complex, uh, and its own unique karma, and therefore requirements per incarnation, for basically um, the efficient and efficient use of catalyst, which is here understood as an amount of experience. It's an amount. It's a experiential quantity associated with an efficiency in the use of catalyst or experience for polarization per incarnation not only um, in association with Atman plans, plans of higher self per incarnation to get up and out of 3D or for wanderers to clear up before contract ending but also by logoic design for a certain rhythm of 3D cycling for any mind-body-spirit complex soul in 3D, in body and then out of body. And so it's not um, so different for second density entities who don't have mind-body-spirit but have mind-body complex and are simply are, are developing the capacity for the inclusion of spirit complex. What's the purpose of 2D life? Experiencing growth and seeking consciousness. So third density is associated with self-consciousness Second density is the experience or the catalyst of opportunity for growth, but that growth is metaphysically for the purpose of seeking consciousness, which is for the purpose of uh, coalescing to self-consciousness, sufficient to graduate to two to, from two to three, sufficient to be a third density soul, then mind-body-spirit complex, who's experiencing third density uh, not simply for some quantity of experience, for the, but for the purpose of choice and making that moral orientation 
metaphysical polarization. Then, in this case of third density on planet Earth, um, the need for the physical body complex to cease became more rapidly approached. <laughs> this is the ET speak for um, people died younger um, by metaphysical necessity. The body, the need, metaphysical need for the high, from Atman, really, from the higher self who's guiding this, um, was for shorter lifetimes and therefore earlier deaths of the body. Um, uh, because of, Ross says, intensified and more rapidly gained catalyst, it's actually not. It's the, the second sentence, the next sentence, this catalyst was not being properly assimilated. That's the problem. Improper assimilation or non-assimilation of catalyst or life experience is leads to an intensive or rapidly um, it, it's not rapidly gained catalyst it's rap it's intensively non-assimilated catalyst okay but if you don't understand your life your mind is not well if you don't understand yourself your emotional process your mind is not well and that's called intense I, it, I've been feeling it's very intense these days I'm feeling stress I'm feeling anxiety I'm feeling upset I'm feeling unwell. Why? Because there's unassimilated catalyst in mind, body, um, waiting to be assimilated, which is the proper use of catalyst or the efficient use of catalyst, which is really polarizing on the positive path, 9 out of 10 cases, which really means um, understanding, you know, know yourself, accept yourself. <laughs> aware Knowledge of self, uh, awareness of self, acceptance of self, and direction of the will. What's happening? How am I feeling? And then let me know myself and let me accept my process uh, and make good choices. Um, when catalyst is not being properly assimilated, this could be called intensified and more rapidly gained catalyst. It's really more um, rapidly uh, developed on a buildup of unassimilated catalyst. It's like not digesting your food and having a, 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 a toxic gut. It's a toxic gut or intestinal tract from long-term uh, non-assimilated catalyst, which leads to a certain stress uh, in mind, which is surely associated with the materialist or the hylic and the psychic perspectives, the first and the, and the middle groups, as the Gnostics would say, those that are basically see no life beyond the physical and those that basically live in the mind um, cannot assimilate a certain um, portion of life catalyst or experience meaning bring it to love wisdom because their view is inadequate to for um, the necessary development of uh, acceptance and understanding of their own life as it proceeds to make efficient use of catalyst and assimilate it and therefore live longer. And so the notion that those that live long are the wise men and women, the elders, meaning whoever gets to be an elder, which is what, 80, 90, 100, must have something good going on, maybe, generally yes, <laughs> but they could be negative. So you have the, the, the skinny, evil, fascist, right-wing types, and there are lots of them. They're 80, 90, 100. They're skinny, they're right-wing, they're fascist, they're, you know, elitist in their own particular, you know, hole or hill, and um, they live long.
Why? Because they are making efficient use of catalyst on the negative path, which they are on at the base of beingness, it seems to be. But what was happening is that humanity was not properly assimilating experience or catalyst. This was leads to some kind of um, intensification, what Ross called rapidly gained catalyst. It's really unassimilated catalyst. And therefore, the need metaphysically was to die younger because they were taking, they were getting more than they could handle, eating more than they could chew, uh, experiencing more catalyst by the buildup in mind and body associated with non-assimilation, getting more that they could handle, and therefore they died younger. And therefore, you know, lifespan longevity of humanity went from 900 to 30, basically. Down in the Middle East, 2,000 years ago, Ra talked about, I think, age of Egyptians, some people down to 30. So... 900 down to 30. How about that for a loss? And that was so that, uh, the, so that was the lifetimes needing to be shorter so that learning might occur with a particular proper rhythm and increment in, in the, according to the playbook of both the solar logos and Atman. The Atman, Atman higher self is in harmony with the logoic um, requirements for such a proper rhythm and increment of incarnate phase, disincarnate phase, in a body, out of a physical body, in association with the uh, quality and quantity of catalyst assimilation. Not simply quantity of catalyst, but how well it's assimilated. Souls that, that are very, uh, very high digestive, a, a strong, powerful digestive mind, spirit, metaphysical digestive system uh, allows more intensive catalyst per incarnation and perhaps a longer life or a shorter life doesn't matter. Some great musicians I mean Jimmy, you know um, and some others came in, uh, Keats came in, they have very intense life and by 35 they're finished and they're out and um, that's complex but um this is the linkage between longevity or lifespan and quality of catalyst assimilation, which means efficient use of catalyst. Uh, and um, the fact that there are higher level um, ideals or optimums for the balance between incarnation, disincarnation, or in and out of body, physical body, in any density, actually, and how humanity being unable to learn and polarize, and this is the 3D repeater. These are consequences of 3D repeating. Early death and, um, um, you know, uh, early activation of disease mechanisms to lead to the early death. That's, that, that's the problem. That comes from metaphysical cause. And so... Uh, therefore, Ross said, more and more opportunities have been offered as your density has progressed for disease. So, hey, hey, they're offering opportunities for disease. So disease is an opportunity for the, those second density uh, creatures uh, to do their thing, which they normally are, you know, they're normally bound in the body by um, immune system responses. So anyway, that's an interesting view of disease and uh, longevity and catalyst assimilation and higher beingness, uh, understanding of ideals for proper rhythm and increment regarding the progression of incarnation in each density for souls. Super esoteric, but, you know, we're vivifying the mind complex by reading raw. So I think it's helpful, if you wish.
Going on, the last exchange, 76.22, Don says, I had one, meaning one question, that is totally, possibly of no value. You don't have to expand on it. But there is a crystal skull in the possession of a woman near Toronto that may be of some value in investigating these communications with Ra, since I think possibly this was or had some origin from Ra. Can you tell me anything about that? And then, finally, is there anything that we can do to improve the contact or to make the instrument more comfortable? And the last exchange or answer from Ra, 7622, Ra says, I am Ra. Although your query is one which uncovers interesting material, we cannot answer due to the potential an answer may have for affecting your actions. The appurtenances are carefully placed and requisite care taken. We are appreciative. All is well. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, glorying and rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. Um, and so, um, initially, um, hesitating question about um, Crystal Skull in Toronto. Um, I work with a very nice guy, Joshua Shapiro. Hi, Josh, if you're there, or hi to a friend, um, who uh, did lots of work with Crystal Skull and um, put my work, We I don't know where, we did some lectures together, and um, knew this woman from Toronto and was deep in the Crystal Skull thing and put my work online on the internet in like 1999 or 1998 or 97 or whatever the hell, the earliest, and that's... <laughs> Uh, established things early, which is interesting. Uh, should we use the Crystal Skull to help with the communications with Ra? And Ra um, felt it would be infringement or likely to affect his future actions if they answered, so they just didn't answer. We cannot answer. Uh, meaning, um, did it have origin from Ra? Um... Is it helpful? Should we talk about it? Is it useful to use here? Or did you make it and what? And Rod just avoided. They just sidestepped and said we can't answer. Because they don't want to affect his action. Uh, they don't want to give him the sense that he should or shouldn't. Then they comment on the appurtenances, you know, the Bible and the chalice and the censer and the candle and uh, what's behind her or around her, Carla. It was carefully placed and requisite care taken. So care and care, carefully placed and care taken. So he's saying you're, you're well, you're all well. Uh, and that they appreciate it, and then gives the final closing, and that's it. And so, um, obviously, there wasn't much time to answer, and I don't think Rock considered Crystal Skull that important to, to deal with. Um, and that's the only exchange regarding Crystal Skull in the entirety of the raw material. So next time we go to Session 77. Session 77 um, is, let's see, 25 exchanges. Probably we can finish in one or two weeks. And... Um, more about psychic greeting and
and yet none of it was put into book five so it wasn't intensive personal material but there was a long discussion of psychic greeting or attack on Carla and uh, half the session is about that then there's more material about Tarot and the choice and third density and then um, the process of the veil being established in 3D space-time mind uh, by the Logoi at some point in the evolution of the galaxy and um, there is an interesting relation between the you know the, the structuring of third density and the beginning of the veiling and to some extent that is presented at least the the issue of choice is presented very much in the 21 22 major arcana tarot cards so that's all we'll do for today um, thank you very much and I hope you're well please take good care of yourselves next time we go to session 77 and um, take good care see you next time and good night